Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. If you had to pick one factor as to why the Eagles played so terribly today, what would it be? I, I thought I thought the plan was was bad. I really did. I, I thought the plan was bad from the coin toss forward. I, I so thought you think it didn't that's, make... that's on Nick Sirianni. Yeah, I, I you know he's the head coach. He's in charge of it. He's in charge of the game planning. He knew what he was up against. Welcome back live post game show. John McMullen coming up in just a second live from Tampa. And when he does join us, he'll be presented by Mesa Law and Associates. Need a tough injury lawyer? Call Mesa and Associates. Let's go now live to Tampa Bay and talk to our friend John McMullen. Johnny Mac, what's happening, brother? Uh, not much. How are you guys? I we're just not, great. Not very well. No, we're great. We're having a great time. This is all fun. <laughs> this is all great time. Uh, we've talked about it, uh, Sirianni. We've talked about it with uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, let's start it off with Jalen Hurts and the walking boot. Uh, was this a reaggravation of an ankle injury? Is this something totally different? What do we know about Jalen Hurts? Yeah, it's interesting. Now, I, I, obviously, he's been dealing with the same ankle injury since the first Giants game, and that's when it started. But, you know, I, I, I do think it was aggravated a little bit today because you saw him early in the game where all of a sudden the Eagles went back and – you could argue they went back to a bad time when there was too much uh, zone read stuff, too much uh, RPOs, too many wide receiver screens, kind of the stuff we saw in the two and five start. And all, all of a sudden it re- rears its ugly head uh, against a team like Tampa Bay. So I didn't understand the game plan from the beginning. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was evident that that from a running standpoint, they, they went 100% in, uh, on Jalen Hurts, uh, and they were cautious, obviously, ever since that Giants game. So that's what Week 18 was about, and letting him sit against the Dallas Cowboys uh, to get him as healthy as possible. And I do think he was healthy as possible uh, for the kickoff. Um, 
but obviously the offense struggled so much early. And once you get, once you get behind against this particular team, it's not like the Washington football team. I mean, you, you know, they're not going to stop scoring. So it's not like you can say, all right, if we fix things defensively, we can calm down a bit and, and we can get back in this football game. And I think everybody started pressing a little bit and the snowball started going down the hill. And by the way, I think you can point all the way to the coin toss. I do not agree with this team. Thank you. And, Thank and you. the mentality of always defer, always defer. And I've talked about this with Nick, and he said that's his mentality, always defer. And I get why against a normal team, because you want to sandwich the second and third quarters mm. with scores. And if you do that, analytically, you're going to win 95% of those games. But this is different. When you're a run-first team against an explosive offense, what do you want to do? You want to take the ball. You want to drain the clock. You want to shorten the game. Hopefully get some momentum. You take if you're if you're lucky enough to take the lead, you're not playing from behind. I, I just thought from the coin toss, it was bad decision make making after bad decision again and again and again. Hey, hey, John, were you surprised that uh, once Tampa Bay basically told the Eagles offense, we're putting seven, eight men in the box and we dare to beat you otherwise, that Nick Sirianni didn't identify that and maybe go outside in the passing game a little bit more because Devonta Smith and Quez Watkins were getting a lot of one-on-one coverage. Why not take a shot to try to loosen up that Tampa Bay defense and gain even more momentum? Well, I mean, that's not what this team is, uh, Derek. I get it, but you got to you got to flip isn't. the script in the playoffs. Now you're right, uh, but you also don't want to go outside. You know what got you there and what what made you successful to get to the playoffs. And this is a run first team, and they're unsuccessful when they drop back and trying to fast uh, pass the ball. And that's what happened. They're still very very unsuccessful at that. Um, now, yeah, I, you can take a shot here or there. I, I think it's unforgivable that I think Dallas Goddard caught his first pass with seven minutes left in the second quarter uh, or thereabouts. Devontae Smith was under a minute in the second quarter. That kind of stuff is unforgivable. Um, but there, there's a bunch of things to that, and, and play calling is just a part of it, the fact that, you know, let's be honest, the quarterback didn't play well. Um, they got behind, as I said, they started pressing and, you know, that's not what the Eagles are. That's not what Jalen Hurts is. He can't drop back. We've been saying this all week, 35, 40 times and, and win you a football game against Tom Brady. Uh, people want to go back to Super Bowl 52. It was never going to be that way. You're never going to give up 500 yards passing and win a game. Um, that's not how this team has to play right now. And Nick tried to run the ball early. And, you know, it was one of – football is, at the end of the day, football is very complimentary. And Tampa Bay scored on three of their first four possessions. It was 17 nothing, And really at the end of that, that last scoring drive, <clears throat> first it was Alec Hilton who did a nice job in coverage dropping under Rob Gronkowski. Then I had a tackle for loss from Ryan Kerrigan. Then I had a sack. All of a sudden, the defense woke up. 
and they played pretty well for a stretch until Jalen Rager's muff and the offense couldn't do anything. And it, it just, it was one of those days. And you add in the special teams problems with Jalen Rager, all three phases kind of failed the Eagles today. Mm. And, you know, that's the Super Bowl champions. Maybe, maybe the moment was a little bit too big for them. You know, John, you just mentioned, and we've been talking, and I'm sure it'll be a topic, you know, for the next several months here in Philadelphia of who is to blame the reason for this embarrassing loss. Um, I want to get your opinion, though. I know it's not just one person, one factor, coaching, what have you, but if you had to pick one factor as to why the Eagles played so terribly today, what would it be? I, I I thought the plan was was bad. I really did. I, I thought the plan was bad from the coin toss forward. I, I so thought you think it didn't that's, make... that's on Nick Sirianni? Yeah. I, I, you know, he's the head coach. He's in charge of it. He's in charge of the game planning. He knew what he was up against. I talked to him th- about this last week. How does the opposing offense change what you do? Typically, when you're talking to offensive coaches, they're worried about, in this case, Todd Bowles and the defense. Well, when you get down 17 nothing, because the other side is so explosive, that changes the way you have to call things. And all of a sudden, you have to go away from what you do well. And I don't think necessarily that had to be the case. Now, probably if they don't defer, if they take the football, if they score – Best case scenario, 16-play drive. They take eight minutes off the clock. They're probably still going to lose this game because Tampa's a better football team. But they're in it for a far longer period of time. They give themselves a better chance to win. Um, And you never know what happens in in a closer game Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, the football going one way or another if it's a one-score game late. Uh, I, I just thought it was a, a, a poor game plan. And I get what you're saying, Devin, because the quarterbacks played so poorly. And I'm not trying to say the quarterback didn't play poorly, mm. but was put in a bad position. Everybody on this team knows they changed the whole philosophy of the offense after the first Tampa Bay game because mm. they knew they were putting too much on Jalen Hurts' plate as a passer. Mm-hmm. They knew that. They shifted, they had success, and they went away from it today because of the plan. Sure, and and I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, When you do boil it down, though, to the quarterback play and the missed throws, regardless of what the game plan was, Jalen certainly missed his fair share of throws today. When you look at this game just to evaluate Jalen Hurts, how much of a step backwards was this, considering his future is already in question here in Philadelphia, as to whether or not he's the starting quarterback next year? Well, I've never understood this week-to-week schizophrenia. Uh-huh. I, I, I've never understood one week he's a 10-year franchise. He's going to be here for 10 years. The next week, he's not good enough to win with. He's not good enough to move forward with. Um, I, I didn't learn anything new about Jalen Hurts today than I knew before. He was not ready to drop back and be this type of passer and throw the football consistently to bring you back from a 17-point deficit what turned into a 31-point deficit. He's not Justin Herbert. He's not Joe Burrow as far as young quarterbacks go. He's not going to sling the ball for 500 yards. 
he's a very unique player. He does different things well. Um, he puts incredible stress on opposing defenses with all schedule offense, uh, with the running game, uh, with some of the zone read stuff and the read option stuff. That's who he is as a player right now. And he's incrementally improving as a passer when you put him in good positions. And, you know, if it's third and short instead of third and 15, if it's, um, you know, play action instead of dropping back where everybody in the building knows he's got to throw the football. Two, by the way, other than Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, a poor group of receivers, that is not how this team is built to win. That didn't change before the game. It didn't change after the game. It wouldn't have changed with a win. It would still be the same way. Um, it would still be the same way, win, lose, or draw, where they are with Jalen Hurts as as a quarterback, as a young quarterback who continues to improve. Hey, John, where do you want to see um, Jalen Hurts improve the most? What aspect of his game? Uh, mechanics, footwork. I think if you, especially when he, when, you know, too often, and we've talked about this a lot, uh, he defaults to um, uh, kind of flushing to the right. That's what he's comfortable with instead of climbing the pocket. He got incrementally better at climbing the pocket. Mm -hmm. This time you saw him go left with the interception uh, that Mike Evans had. He's really poor when he goes left and he doesn't set his feet. Um, and that's what happened on that particular play. Uh, so I think mechanically uh, there's still a lot of work to be done as far as footwork. Um, and that's probably what, you know, one thing about Jalen, he's an incredibly hard worker. The Eagles are going to let him know what he has to work on. He's going to go with his private quarterback coach, Quincy Avery, in the offseason. And he's going to work really, really hard at getting better. And if that footwork starts to come together, all of a sudden the accuracy is going to get better uh, because he's going to, his lower body is going to be better underneath him to, to improve <coughs> that accuracy. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of people, I'm just reading the comments now and throughout the entire show, wanting to place the blame on Hertz, Sirianni. Uh, but also I want to go back to last week. So I remember you and D-Gun kind of had a moment, a long moment, uh, talking about Howie Roseman. And I'm seeing a lot of, and it's such like a, a Philadelphia thing. I feel like it's like quarter con quarterback controversy and calling for Howie Roseman's job. Um, I personally actually don't put any blame on on Howie Roseman I'm okay with him uh, I don't know if John your thoughts have changed on that and if any of this loss you think falls on Howie Roseman's shoulders uh no uh, <laughs> I mean <laughs> the GM is not responsible uh for a particular game he is responsible for this roster and and where it is and what he's done and and for my belief on 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 Howie Roseman it's you know, it's a far larger sample size. It's And it, it's far larger than just talent evaluation, which, I, I mean, it's a big job. I talk about it all the time. I mean, here in Tampa, they don't, you know, it's an older stadium now. They don't have uh, the great new press box. So uh, many of the Eagles, uh, um, 
big wigs and personnel were, were seated right behind us. Andy Waddle, Catherine Raish, um, Tom Donahoe. Um, and I joked, you know, Catherine's going to go visit with Minnesota at halftime because this game's over. But when you talk about, uh, you know, Catherine Raish getting an interview, uh, Brandon Brown getting an interview, these are these are some of the things it's bizarre to me enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And this is what I said to D Gunn, I think, last week. You know, this organization is so well respected in this league, and their own fan base thinks they're incompetent. It, it's a weird, it's a weird disconnect. It's a weird, it's a weird dichotomy. You know, Jeffrey Laurie gets in trouble whether you want to go all the way back to gold standard or quarterback factory. That was Howie. Uh, Jeffrey said GM factory. I mean, they have been a GM factory. Andrew Burry was here. Joe Douglas was here. Mm-hmm. You know, Brandon Brown's getting interviews. Um, Catherine's getting interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Andy Waddle. You have An- Ian Cunningham who have been on those lists. I mean, it's just a really respected front office around the NFL. And that's Howie's job. That's part of Howie's job. So, yeah, I, I don't get that disconnect. But from where they were and where they are, this is a successful season. Hmm. I, I mean, I don't see how people think this is an unsuccessful season. I mean, people think they were going to be Tampa Bay. I don't know what to tell them. Yeah. I thought that was adorable. That came out to me later uh, that actually people picked Tampa. Um, and that's, you know, that's cute. But um, I I thought that was ridiculous. Anyway, uh, but as far as this goes, uh, John, and I want to get ahead of myself here. And I I think just for a second, I want to step away from this particular game and and have something to look forward to other than the Cowboys now losing uh, 16 to 7. Uh, Here's what I want to ask you. Taking away what you can from this year so far, what what are you most looking forward to going into next year with this Philadelphia Eagles team? Uh, it's interesting. I think you have to see how it shakes out as far as, you know, um, defensively, obviously, uh, 
Jonathan Gannon has two interviews now set up with Denver and Minnesota. I don't think he's going to get a head coaching job, although I know Eagles fans would probably like him to uh, to move <laughs> on. Uh, they're going to have three first-round picks, so it's 15, 16, 19. It's officially locked in. Uh, that's what they're going to have. So they have a ton of cap space. There was no other team, and again, this is part of Howie's job. There was no better team set up for the offseason um, as far as draft capital, as far as cap space, as far as ability to improve their team. Um, whereas opposed to last year, because they had to take the Carson Wentz hit, the dead money hit, they, they weren't able to do a lot of things. Now they're sort of untethered. They can do whatever they want. They can go out. If you don't believe in Jalen Hurts, they can go out and talk to insert name. If you like one of the quarterbacks in the draft, whether it's Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral, you can package together draft picks to get that player. They can go out and sign big-time free agents. We've talked about wide receiver. They can't get wide receiver right in the draft. Go sign a veteran receiver. Mm -hmm. You know, Devontae Adams is on there playing kissy-poo with Darius Slay. Maybe, Maybe he can do a little recruitment there. And bring the best receiver in football. I doubt it. I don't want to get people excited, but no, no, no. I need that now. I need Howie Roseman sitting across from Devontae Adams. So I understand you were playing kissy poo with Devontae. Uh, why, why not do that here in Philadelphia? Yeah. So I, I mean, they can do they can do anything from a personnel standpoint, and with the three first round picks on top of it, um, and I think they've quickly gotten back to to that position where. They're going to be a a desirable location for potential free agents again. Okay. I like that. I like that being an attractive thing. It's something to look forward to in the offseason. Now, the, the 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 big question is, and I know you, you refer to it, I think, as schizophrenia when it comes to whether or not Jalen Hurts is the guy for now, the future, whatever. What ultimately matters is how that front office is looking at Jalen Hurts. So how much do you think this game with Jalen Hurts and how he played – weighs in on the decision as to whether or not they're going to go after Pickett or they're going to go against Corral, for instance, in this upcoming draft? I think very little. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I, and I've been saying this for at least two months, if they can get better, they'll get better. If they can't, they won't. Um, I've talked about Deshaun Watson a lot. It, it certainly looks like from talking to people around the league, he and Brian Flores are trying to, to clean things up from a legal standpoint, Deshaun's obviously not Brian, um, and and go somewhere as a package deal. Um, Russell Wilson, you know, last year um, gave a list of five teams he would approve a trade for uh, trade two. The Eagles weren't on it. Maybe they will be on it now as he as he revisits that and whether he wants to move forward. I don't think Aaron's going to play here if he leaves green Bay. So um, I don't think they can get any of those three quarterbacks. Those three quarterbacks would be a slam dunk. Any one of them. If they could get them. Yes, you do it. I don't care about the small slam. I don't care about Aaron Rodgers age. You get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would be a significant upgrade. Then you talk about the draft. We got a long way to go and the Eagles haven't even start started to dive deep into Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral and anybody else. I don't get the feeling they think 
anybody in this quarterback draft would be that big of an upgrade over Jalen Hurts. So again, I've been saying that this whole mentality of Jalen Hurts has one year to prove he can be the starting quarterback. Why? No, he doesn't. You get up two years, you get up three years. He'll continue to be the starter until they can find somebody better, but they're going to look for somebody better at some point, unless he takes vast improvements and vast steps forward. Hey, hey John, when you sit back and, and just take a look at the entire season from start to finish, um, what do you think you'll come away with in terms of what stood out to you most about how the Eagles started, how they transformed themselves, and how they finished? Well, I, I think the most positive part is that they transformed themselves. Yeah. And we didn't uh, – the Eagles didn't hire a head coach that would just say, okay, this is what I do. Let me pound the square peg in the round hole. I don't care. We stink. We, I'm going to keep running it this way. I think that was a really, really positive sign for Nick Sirianni long-term to be a good head coach in this league. Um, I think another positive is that they beat the bad teams and mm -hmm. people say they didn't beat any good teams. Well, mm -hmm. they're not good enough to beat those teams yet from talent perspective, mm -hmm. but every team that they were better than they beat for the most part, with the exception of the one game with the giants and certainly down the stretch. And that's, that's rare in this league to have that kind of consistency to be able to, to put those games, check them off and put them in the win column uh, that you should. And that's a positive sign as well. Um, and, and then you have, you know, Jalen got asked after this game here that, um, you know, it's been six years since he's been in the same offense. Every year he's had a different coordinator, different coach, different something uh, going back to college. Um, this is the first time he'll return to the same offense. Same thing on the defensive side when you saw the improvement uh, from early in the season as the season wore on. Um, guys get used to uh, the system and you see improvement from that area. Um, so I, you know, it, it's a good building block. It's a good foundational piece. Um, and they lost to the greatest quarterback of all time and the reigning Super Bowl champions. It's not like they lost to Jake Fromm and the New York Giants. They weren't supposed to win this game. They didn't win this game. You would have liked to have been it more you would have liked it to be a little bit uh, more of an effort, more close. And I don't even want to look at that final box score because at one point they got so much garbage time. They, they were destroyed yep. in this game. Yep. Um, and, and don't even look at the final numbers. And that part's a disappointment because I, I do think it was, you know, too big for a lot of people and not just some of the players, but also the coaches. Hmm. That all, you know, being said, um, so I, I take it from everything that you just mentioned that you think the Eagles will keep the same core, you know, Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni, maybe Jonathan Gannon won't get hired, maybe he will, I don't know. Do you foresee any massive 
roster changes happening throughout this offseason? Or do you think they're going to actively try to keep this team that is still fairly new together and then add a few pieces rather than take some away? No, I mean, I, they want to get better at a lot of spots, a lot of spots. Mm. You're going to see a lot of change, especially on the, the defensive side of the ball from a talent perspective. They know they have to get better, uh, especially on the back seven. Um, they know they have to start getting younger, even up front. You know, Derek Barnett's going to be back, not going to be back. Uh, we'll see where Brandon Graham is, Fletcher Cox, veterans. Brandon Brooks is obviously not going to be back. That's pretty evident by the way things have have shaken out. They need to, it seems like an annual tradition in Philadelphia, they need to figure out the wide receiver position. Mm. Uh, but at least they have one guy they can count on. Uh, now they got to scrap the rest of that room. Um, and let's be honest, I mean, I like Jalen Rager personally, but I, I don't know how he can move forward. And by the way, I don't know why he wants to move forward in this town. Mm-hmm. Some people just need a change of scenery, mm-hmm. and maybe that can help both sides, <clears throat> not just the Eagles, but also Jalen Rager. Um, so if you have to cut him, I mean, you have to cut him. You, you can't keep trotting him out there because he was a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar, what? part two. Yes, I, I thought of Nelly. Mark, you are muted in case you didn't know. Oh, there we go. Uh, I was about to. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I, real quick before you jump in, Mark, I, I think that's an insult to Nelson Aguilar, to be honest. Yeah. Why? Because I think Nelson was much better. He's better than Rager. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but you know what? Nelson went through a lot of the same things that, no, that, he did. that Rager yeah, he you did. Know, going through, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I, and I said that I said that facetiously. I would not, in all honesty, I wouldn't compare the two two separate situations. But it's just amazing. In a short amount of time, we've had two receivers on this roster who have gone through similar things. In terms, yeah, of the it's drops. amazing what yeah. a lack of confidence. I mean, because obviously yeah, yeah. they're talented people. I I mean, you you look at them both, and one of the things that you know fans can say what they want, but it's not like. Yes, the Eagles should have drafted Justin Jefferson, but it's not like Jalen Rager was going to go in the fourth round if the Eagles didn't pick him where they picked him. He was a mm. high-level prospect by the entire NFL. Same mm. thing with Nelson Aguilar. Uh, you know, if they didn't pick him, somebody mm. else was going to pick him. In the case of Rager, um, the Eagles thought Minnesota was going to take him. They weren't. Uh Then they thought the Saints were going to take him. The Saints probably would have taken him. Um, So that's the point. There's this sentiment that, oh, the Eagles are so dumb, they just make these dumb mistakes. No, these players were valued by everyone. Hmm. Now, as we know, it doesn't always hit for first-round picks, not only in this town, but in every other town. And it usually has something to do with other aspects of of their – um, skill set than 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 just athleticism or talent or things like that. In the case of Jalen Rager, in the case of Nelson Aguilar, they just have no confidence. I mean, right, it, right. it was just it's just been shaken out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, it's been a pleasure speaking with you every single week, helping us break it down uh, from the post game reactions and everything. Can't thank you enough for joining us on the show afterwards. It's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. 
Well, I thank you all, and I appreciate it. You're the big stars. I'm just <laughs> some guy. Yeah. Some guy right, right. <laughs> sure. John McMullen, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by the great people of Mesa Law and Associates, live from Tampa Bay. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. Absolutely. You know what? Guess what? If you want more of John, how about this? Portions of tonight's show are also sponsored by First Trust Bank. Get out the Jacob Media YouTube channel tomorrow morning. Make sure you check that out. Uh, Birds 365 with Jody Mack and Johnny Mack, First Trust Bank, the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll be back with our final game balls of the season in a moment when we return on live postgame show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.